Section five of Vocus Populi by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section five, at the Guelph Exhibition. In the central hall. A thrifty visitor on entering. Catalogue? No. What's the use of a catalogue, miserable thing? the size of a tract that tells you nothing you don't know his wife indicating a pile of catalogues on table aren't these big enough for you the thrifty visitor those why they're big enough for the london directory think i'm going to drag a thing like that about the place you don't really want a catalogue it's all your fancy mr prattler to miss emerson oh do stop and look at these sweet goldfish pets don't you love them aren't they tame miss amerson wouldn't do to have them wild might jump out and bite people you know mr prattler it's too horrid of you to make fun of my poor little enthusiasms but really couldn't we get something and feed them do let's miss amerson i dare say you could get ham sandwiches in the restaurant or chocolates mr prattler how unkind you are to me but i don't care wilfully i shall come here all by myself and bring biscuits great big ones are you determined to take me into that big room with all the portraits well you must tell me who they all are then and which are the guelfiest ones considerate niece to uncle they seem mostly portraits here you're sure you don't mind looking at them uncle i know so many people do object to portraits uncle with the air of a christian martyr no my dear no i don't mind them stay here as long as you like i'll sit down and look at the people till you've done first critical visitor examining a view of st james park i wonder where that was taken in scotland i expect there's two highlanders there you see second critical visitor shouldn't wonder lot of work in that all those different colours and so many dresses admires thoughtfully a well-read woman that's queen charlotte that is george the third's wife you know her that was so domestic her companion wasn't that the one that was shut up in the tower or something the well-read woman in the tower lor my dear no i never heard of it you're thinking of the tudors or some of that lot i expect her companion am i i dare say i never could remember history why if you'll believe me i always have to stop and think which of the georges came first more critical visitors before portraits he's rather pleasant-looking don't you think i don't like her face at all so peculiar and what a hideous dress like a tea-gown without any upper part frightful a sceptical visitor they all seem to have had such thin lips in those days somehow i can't bring myself to believe in such very thin lips can you dear her friend i always think it's a sign of meanness myself the sceptical visitor 
no but i mean i can't believe every one had them in the eighteenth century her friend oh i don't know if it was the fashion about the cases visitor admiring embroidered waistcoat of the time of george the second a highly popular exhibit what lovely work why it looks as if it was done yesterday her companion who is not in the habit of allowing his enthusiasm to run away with him mm, yes it's not bad but of course they wouldn't send a thing like that here without having it washed and done up first an old lady teapot used by the duke of wellington during his campaigns so he drank tea did he dear me do you know my dear i think i must have my old teapot engraved it will make it so much more interesting some day in the south gallery mr prattler before a portrait of lady hamilton by romney there isn't she too charming i do call her a perfect duck miss amerson yes you mustn't forget her when you bring those biscuits an american girl father see up there there's byron did you ever see such a perfectly beautiful face her father solemnly he was a beautiful man a beautiful poet the american girl i know but the expression it's real saint-like father slowly well i guess if he'd had any different kind of expression he wouldn't have written the things he did write and that's a fact a moralizing old lady at case o number twelve sixty ball of worsted wound by william cowper the poet for mrs unwin number twelve sixty one netting done by william cowper the poet how oh, very nice and what a difference in the habit of literary persons nowadays my dear in the central hall mr whiterose a jacobite fin de siècle is seated on a bench beside a seedy stranger the seedy stranger half to himself har well there's one comfort these ere gulfs'll get noticed to quit for we're much older mr whiterose surprised you say so then you too are of the young england party i am rejoiced to hear it you cheer me it is a sign that the good cause is advancing the seedy stranger advancin i believe yer why i know a dozen and more as are workin art and soul for it mr whiterose you do we are making strides indeed our england has suffered these usurpers too long the seedy stranger you're right but we'll chuck em out afore long and it'll be over goes the show with the lot eh mr whiterose i had no idea that the er intelligent artisan classes were so heartily with us we must talk more of this come and see me bring your friends all you can depend on here is my card the seedy stranger putting the card in the lining of his hat right governor we'll come i wish there was more gents like yer i do mr whiterose we are united by a common bond we both detest do we not the hanoverian interlopers we are both pledged never to rest until we have brought back the throne of our beloved england her lawful sovereign lady uncovering our gracious mary of austria este the legitimate descendant of charles the blessed martyr 
a seedy stranger hold on governor me and my friends are with yer so fur as doin away with these ere heidel welfs but blow yer mary of austria yer no blower mr whiterose horrified hush this is rank treason remember she is the lineal descendant of the house of stuart the seedy stranger what of it there won't be no lineal descendants when we get far away because there won't be nothing to descend to nobody the only survivin we mean to have is the people the democracy but there you're young me and my friends'll soon torque you over to harway o thinkin i dessay we hain't fur apart as it is i got your address and we'll drop over on yer some night never fear no evening dress o course mr whiterose of course i-i'll look out for you but i'm seldom in hardly ever in fact the seedy stranger don't you fret about that me and my friends ain't nothing particular to do just now we'll wait for yer i should like yer to know old bob gab you should hear that feller goin on agin the guelphs when he's at a little booze it'd do yer art good well i only come in here as a delegate like to report and i seen enough so here's good day to yer mr whiterose alone i shall have to change my rooms and i was so comfortable well well another sacrifice to the cause end of section five read by don w jenkins ranch of san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com